Coffee with your spouse is like capturing happiness in a cup. She's the cream of my coffee. And he's the sugar in my cup. I'm Teddy. And I'm Jenny. You're, You're listening, listening to, to Cream, cream in, in My, my coffee. coffee. This podcast contains adult language and adult topics intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to Cream of My Coffee with your host, Teddy. And your co-host, Jenny. What's up, what's up, everyone? Today's topic is something that I think a lot of you or a lot of us go through. We may not want to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it today. Yeah, because it's complaining. I mean, that's what, according to you, in a conversation we had when we were off air, that's what women do. We complain, right? Yeah, but let me go ahead and get into it before we get further and have a full-blown argument. (laughs) So two major complaints women and men make in the relationship is our topic today. Uh, This is season three, episode six. So hope you guys are ready for it. And we've received lots of emails regarding this topic and uh, decided to do an episode regarding the two major complaints women and, and men have in their relationships. That's right. Men complain too. So I'm going to elaborate on women complaining. Of course you are. (laughs) Women have two major complaints about men. The first complaint with majority of, of, uh, of the time is he's never there for me. How many times have you been in a simple conversation and or argument? And that is the first thing that comes out your partner's mouth. Because it's true. Like, and it doesn't necessarily mean like physically present When a woman says you're not there for me, it means you are not emotionally there unless you're working all the time and then I can understand the physical aspect of it. But usually majority of the time when when a woman says you're not there for me, that means when she's had a bad day and she needs somebody to talk to, she needs a shoulder to lean on. Your ass isn't there. Point blank. But for men, we hear that and we think, yeah, we're always there. We're constantly dealing with our normal everyday issues and come home to more issues. I understand that no man wants to work and then have to come home to basically work more problems. I get that. But as a woman who is home with kids, with animals and doing domestic cleaning and housework and so forth, there are times where I don't have a good day that I need a shoulder to lean on someone to talk to, and you're not emotionally present for me. So do you typically communicate with your partner throughout the day and then come home to communicate some more? You probably do. The second complaint is there isn't enough intimacy and connection. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I don't know how much connection and intimacy one needs than another but typically there's always going to be a situation where one of one of you are going to be much more needy and more in tune than the other me and or sometimes you both are equally that way but you also have to understand that each of you are different in each level it's not about level i feel like if you're in love act in love It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't matter how long a person's been in a marriage or relationship. If you've been together a certain amount of time, you should not stop making that effort you did when you first courted that person. So to me, that doesn't make sense. I feel like you should always act like you're dating. We've been together 26 years. 
we're pretty good and keen on going out on dates and having that date night, which is very important to connect. But there is a lot of times lately, and I feel especially with your occupation and your promotion, more now than ever, you are not there for me emotionally. And that connection is not there. And it's hard to be intimate with somebody that you are not feeling that connection to. And I feel like that's important for everyone out there to have that emotional connection. And for that to happen, Teddy, you have to communicate. Communication is the key to a successful and happy marriage. I agree. Communication is a key. But I think for majority of guys that are probably sitting back listening to this right now, not the women, you're probably going to hate me for it. Oh, God, a million emails. I'm just waiting for it. I'm going to laugh at every single one of them. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of men hear that and they think, man, it's even more work, more time consuming than to just be able to function as a unit and be able to just get along. You have to try at everything you do and everything you do. So you never have an opportunity to just relax and just chill out and not have to put so much effort in something that should be effortless. I feel like a marriage is not effortless. And if it is, then definitely it's boring. You have to have effort in a marriage. If you don't put effort, how are you going to have success? I feel like you come home and yeah, I know days you've had a hard day, Days I've had a hard day, but you come home to a hot meal, obviously a hot wife. You know, you got food on the table. You got me there for you. You need back massages. I'm there. And it's just like if I want to talk about, you know, the day is not going too good or even asking you, like, how was your day? You just don't want to talk. And I get that you're so stressed and you come home with a lot of baggage from your day. But I need that communication with you. That's important. That's what I need from you. So let me get straight to the point for all the men with a fun fact. This is from (laughs) Google.com. Do men or women complain more? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Here we go. Complaining is a gender-linked behavior, according to John Gottman. He says that women make 85% of complaints in a relationship while men complain 15% in a heterosexual relationship. Hold on. Do you know what that means to me? Y'all complain too goddamn much. No, that means men suck. (laughs) Point blank. Y'all need to like step it up so women can't complain. Women suck. I I am editing that out. (laughs) You're horrible. You know what? Oh my God. No, that's getting edited out. You probably would hate me. It's okay. We're having fun. I'm enjoying it. I don't know about you having fun, but I'm looking at you with that death stare right now. Well, you guys already know how I am. I say some crazy off the fly things you're not expecting at the moment. I bet you every woman's out there thinking, I'm so happy I'm not married to Teddy. I'm not horrible. You're not. I'm just messing with you. I love you. You're a good man. I'm not going to sit here and uh, say anything other. You are a good man. And we have our issues like everyone else does. There's a lot of people out there that think our relationship is perfect. Our relationship is really good. And from what I hear with friends and and people that I know, our relationship is better than most. But we still have conflicts like everyone else does. We're human, you know. So in contrast, Teddy, according to all our subscribers, our women subscribers who wrote in for this episode, 
men have also complaints, and they have two major complaints about women. There's too much fighting, and there's not enough sex. So which one is yours, Teddy? I know you better not say the one about sex because there's plenty of that. There's, like most relationships, there's just too much indifferences. Not too much, but there's time to time there's differences. Those of you that, that work and work pretty long hours or, or long days, you're constantly consumed every single moment of the day, depending on your career, where you're trying to take care of so many other different things in your life. And sometimes things get put aside. So you try to do date nights. You try to do little things to try to make up for the time that you're away. I feel like you do everything right in the sense of you do put effort in your own way, especially with date night. And I know that you're tired all the time and you really try to make me happy by doing things that I like or that I care to do. Example, this podcast. (laughs) And I see it for what it is. And I appreciate you. I I want you to know that I see it for what it is. I just miss when you were more emotionally connected in the sense that it's like you're here now, right? You're sitting next to me, but you're not here. Your mind is still at work and I know that and I see it. And I think that's the biggest issue with you and most, and it's not just men at that point, when it comes to work, our jobs consume us. And when our jobs consume us, we're no longer present in our relationship. So like right now, it's your day off. Be presently here mentally, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. Like I need you here. That's what I need from you. I think that we all work in different ways when it comes to that, but we'll see how it all plays out. After researching online and having back and forth conversations with our audience, we discovered that majority of women and men say they're all still lonely when they're in a relationship, which I found really interesting that you can be with somebody and still feel that way. I personally can't relate to that. Can you, Teddy? No, no. But majority of our listeners, they wrote in and they said they felt that way. And we found that men actually want intimacy just as much as women, but they don't feel that intimacy when there's lots of fights. So I guess it's kind of like the same what I was saying, like that emotional connection. So I'm assuming that means that men want that emotional connection just as much as women. Yeah, I think that that is correct. At the same time, if like anything emotionally turns you off or you feel that there's too much stress at some point, you're not going to want to or have feel feeling or wanting to be in the mood at any anything. And that I understand. We don't argue a lot, which I love about us. We have disagreements, but like the whole fighting and yelling, that kind of movie crap that you see on TV, that's not us. We don't do that. And most of our disputes usually end in laughter, except for the last one. And we've we barely argue about anything. I can actually remember our last dispute and I remember it was in the car and it was a disagreement. It was a big disagreement and I'm actually still mad about it. (laughs) It's been like a month ago, but that's how little we have those little spats. And I'm grateful for that. I'm glad that we're in a type of marriage that we don't argue, but I, I know, like you said, we have our differences that we're working on. And I do appreciate you, Teddy. I see you. I hear you. I hope you can say the same for me. 
I do. And give you guys fun facts about that question for you. Who is more emotional, men or women? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Regarding feelings, study found that women dif- uh, differ from men, mostly in negative emotions. Uh, report experiencing more powerless emotions, rate lower, more negative uh, balance across various content in different categories as well. I think in that sense, women feel are probably a little more emotional than men. I mean, everybody's a little different. It just depends on you and your personality trait. But that's just one quick fun fact that I'll throw out there before we continue. You know, these separate complaints from men and women, you know, are in fact casually related and can be addressed through a simple skill we like to call attunement. So when men attune to their women, there is less fighting, more frequent, and better sex, and both men and women no longer feel so alone. So let me explain what attune means. And when I say attune, I'm speaking of emotional attunement while being in a relationship. So emotional attunement is the process of recognizing and responding to the emotions of another person in a way that validates and supports their experience. So having emotional attunement means that you are aware and are emphasizing with that person's feelings and emotional needs. So, you know, the importance of empathy and understanding oneself and others, especially your partner, more so than anything, is really where, where we're at. That's, that's really the biggest two key factors is empathy and understanding. So how do you determine it? How do you utilize empathy and understanding? You're basically, whatever your, your partner's feeling, you're empathizing or having empathy for them directly. Do you have that for me? Sometimes. Uh-huh. Sometimes, not mm-hmm. all the time. I feel like you are a very serious character. Obviously, people see it. and <laughs> They see it on our our TikToks and they hear it, uh, definitely, definitely hear it from just the sound of your voice. I'm obviously the more lighthearted jokester. However, I don't always feel like you do understand where I'm coming from or how I feel. And I think it's just you being consumed with work and you have to better learn how to manage your, your work with your home life. But I have been more understanding more quiet, I guess, about, you know, how I feel. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing for me, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to tell you anymore how I feel because I don't know. I just feel like we've gone down that road already and you either get it or you don't at this point. Personally, me, I'm not a highly emotional individual. I know. Really, I'm not. And probably some of you hear me on podcasting with you guys every single week. I am not that kind of person. So when I share or feel empathy or I, uh, you know, like I can console Jenny or um, whatever the case may be on that circumstance, it's not going to be like I'm going to baby her in any way because we go through a lot of issues or concerns throughout life. And we have, like everybody else, we have different situations that occur. But I think you can say, and I hate to cut you off, I don't want to be babied. I feel I'm very 
strong individual and I am. It's just like with my multiple sclerosis, you've never seen me, I think probably twice out of my whole entire life since I've had this illness, you've probably seen me cry. There are things where I am very strong about that I will not show how I'm truly feeling. But times that I do let you in on what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, I feel like you haven't been emotional. It's not that I want you to baby me. I just want you to be understanding. And I want to feel secure that you have my back. That's the thing is that how do you show that for those of you out there and myself, how do you show that? and not make your partner feel any way, but you do support them, you do have their back, but they don't feel it. It gets too complicated emotionally. It gets extremely complex. Whether you've been with someone for a month or 200 years, it shouldn't have to be a constant argument. You shouldn't know each other immediately to know that no matter what, you have to be confident that they've got you no matter whether they say it or not. If you have to be constantly validated, there's another issue going There's on. not a woman out there that does not need to be validated by their partner. It's to feel heard. That's basically what this is about. That's where attunement comes in. So let's discuss the five components of attunement to give you, Teddy, a better understanding because apparently you're not understanding uh, I, the assignment. I, I obviously don't. And you probably, women are probably there like, oh my God, what's going on? And men are like, yep, I understand that. I know what you're going through. I have never heard of the term attunement until we started doing this episode and researching it and um, people were writing in regarding complaints about their significant others. And I stumbled on a couple of articles regarding this word attunement. So basically the five components of attunement is attention, churn towards, that means like how we're talking right now to one another, podcasting, we're facing each other, our body is literally facing one another, and we're giving each other that attention. Those are important key factors for attunement. Understanding, and this is something, the next one is what I really need to practice, and this was an eye-opener for me when I read this article. Non-defensively listening. That is one thing I can criticize myself about. I'm always on guard. When you speak to me, when you finally do open up emotionally, even though it's not often, when you do, I get very defensive. I guess it's just a Latina in me that comes out that's naturally like on guard and defensive. After reading and now that we're talking, I really do realize, Teddy, that I need to change that about myself. That is one thing I think we both can agree on, correct? Yeah. Is, is it bad, Teddy? Yeah. It's like talking and then all of a sudden, I don't know. I feel like I'm not being heard. Oh, stop with the smirk. Now you're just being sarcastic. No, I'm being realistic. I'm not being heard. Seriously? You're I not joking. I feel like I don't have an emotional connection anymore. Look at me. Are you joking? Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> Seriously? Well, That's how you feel, honestly? Well, I mean, I have to hear you all the time, but you don't hear me. So how many of you go through that? You listen to your partner, but when you go and voice your opinion, you can't voice your opinion the way that you need to. Teddy, I'm sorry. I, I knew you felt that way, but not to that degree, because it's not like you tell me a lot of stuff. No, it's better to stay quiet and 
sometimes you create more issues than than you need to. I disagree. I think that communication like we're doing now is therapeutic and it helps. Like even doing these episodes, you guys, I don't think you listeners out there realize how much this not only helps you guys, this helps us too. This is free therapy for us is podcasting because we're literally talking. We get a topic from you guys. We start researching it. We learn regarding the things that we're doing wrong in our own marriage, our own relationship. And then we start learning coping skills and and ways to be able to better our marriage and our relationship and make it stronger and make it last. That's that's what we want is to make this last. So the last component of attunement is to empathize. Teddy, you need to practice on that one. Empathy is very important, Teddy. I understand with your occupation, you like hardcore, you know, your field, your line of work. You ain't got time for like, I get it. But when you're home, you're home. You're not out there. You're not getting bad guys. You are home. <laughs> you understand? So five ways to practice attunement. Really important. Learn how to read their cues. Teddy, you should be a freaking expert at reading my body language, whether it's facial expressions, whether it's gestures. We've done TikToks regarding, you know, if I'm really upset with you, what do I do if we're driving in the car? I don't look at you. My body turns completely to the side and I'm looking out the window. That's a big cue right there. We've done TikToks regarding it, but that's, that's facts. Like learn the cues. You know, what does my body language look like? Like, what am I telling you right now? Uh, You're enjoying this episode a little bit too much. (laughs) And I can't run away. (laughs) No, you're you're locked in the pod. So second one to practice attunement is give them grace. Pause to consider why your partner is acting a certain way. And Teddy, that means you don't just look at me like I'm crazy when I'm sitting there and I'm having a meltdown. You got to, you know, understand, give that empathy, listen. Number three, practice active listening. As I was just saying, this can be as basic as acknowledging what they have to say. And I think we can both actually learn from that one. Yep. Number four, understand them through touch. Teddy, (laughs) Teddy, I'm touching you. That should not be a hard one for us because touch is very important. And I'm sure the article means a shoulder touch, you know, confidently putting your hand on their shoulder. That's not the kind of touch I'm talking about. (laughs) I think we could both understand that. (laughs) I'm getting a little too carried away. Okay. Number five, tune into yourself. Oh, man. If we had a tool to do that. Tune into yourself, Teddy. I can't tune into myself. I'm already where I'm at. I don't have inner tuning. (laughs) I'll help you out there tonight. (laughs) Well, attunement is also the skill that leads to genuine emotional connection, which in turn leads to trust, which in turn leads to you giving women the number one thing they need and want. In other words, this is a big deal. It's a huge deal. We are definitely physically connected obviously we have major chemistry it doesn't matter if we're having a bad day with one another the connection is there physically but emotionally i feel like we do need to practice a lot of these skills to be a little bit more in tune with one another 
I guess just as lately with the whole occupation and life, life is hard, especially with work. And we are consumed by our jobs and tend to neglect our marriages and our relationships. And it's not just with husband and wives. It's also with our children, our family, our loved ones. You know, relationships are hard in general, especially to juggle it all when you're working 90% of the day. So we asked our subscribers, both men and women, whether or not they felt they could talk to their partners, especially when they felt different emotions like sorrow, anger, or if they needed affection. We discovered a fundamental fact. The fights of many couples result from men, <clears throat> men, uh, let, me, let me say it again for the people in the back. You good? That's yeah. your job. You hear that? Yeah. Everyone heard that is your job. If you've heard his phone going off and his little Apple watch, that's his work. He's off today, but yet he's still working. Isn't that great? That's exactly the crap I'm talking right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your work wife is, 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 is calling you right now. Okay, men, again. If you're not getting laid enough, the reason why is because you're not practicing this attunement with your significant other. You want more sex and you want less fighting? Practice the skills that I'm talking about right now, that we're talking about, more me. Because, <laughs> again, major majority of articles I pulled up, yes, it is the women complaining because the men are not fulfilling their part. The fights of many couples result, again, from men. Do you hear that, Teddy? Men, right? Dismissing women's emotions instead of attuning to them. You know, there's a song that the great prince did a while back. And I forgot what it, I think it was when Doves Cry is the song called. Oh, my god! Part of that song, it says in there, and he specifically states this about his own mother, that his mother's not ever satisfied. No matter what his dad did. Look, <laughs> listen. Okay. And, and now all of you are going to probably go listen to that song and see, hear that part and that clip. You should just save that portion and then put it as a ringtone. Look, <laughs> that's a good song, by the way. But there's a reason. If his mama was never satisfied, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. Women don't just complain because they feel like they need to complain. They complain because it's a reason. And men aren't listening to their complaints. You know, that for some folks or most folks, you can have everything in the world and in all aspects and yet still not be satisfied. Or, it's not the material things. Not... I, I want to clarify that right now because I can personally say I am treated like a queen. You provide everything for me, everything that I could. I am a freaking queen and I love you for that. But it's not about the materialistic things. Well, that's for some of you guys out there. But then again, think about your lives if you were a pauper or you didn't have the better things that you possibly could do have. In We've life. been there and I was yeah. ride or die with you. But I'm just saying with majority of how men think, if you didn't have those things and you weren't able to live a lifestyle or an ability with yourself, your family, your, your children and or other aspects of your life, you know, would you be still okay with that most women probably would majority women in later in their younger years you probably would in your later years i'd say probably not about at least 75 percent of you would not be 
I can't disagree with you because most women, you know, they want that stability financially. And I understand that. But when I fell in love with you, it wasn't for your wallet. It was for your heart. And even now, you always try to spoil me and buy me this and that. I don't want this and that. For me, you want to put money in something, put it towards date night. I'm, I'm just giving an example. You know, I'd rather spend that quality time with you. And it's not like I don't need expensive. You know, I don't do well in ex- in luxury restaurants. We've tried that. <laughs> I am a very awkward individual. You know, you've wine and dined me at some real lavish places that I just, I'm not in my element. Although I am very classy. Trust me when I say, I instead of being wine and dined in the finer ways, I'd rather be in jeans and sneakers. You take me to a really good taco joint, we're good. <laughs> we will have a great time. You know, especially nachos, what? But I'm just not that kind of person. I don't need the finer things in life. It's nice to have them, Teddy. It's really nice. But what I want is you. If you could retire right now today, that would be the biggest blessing for me because at the end of the day, I want to wake up and go to bed next to you 24-7. I love you to the point where I don't get tired of you. Even in our bad times, I don't get tired of you. I want you with me, not with your work wife. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go back to minimum wage. I'm fine with that, you know? I am perfectly fine with that. Fact of the matter is, you dismiss a woman's emotions every time you try to fix them distract her from them, minimize them, mock them, <clears throat> Teddy. <laughs> I'm not mocking nobody. Or ignore them altogether, Teddy. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, honestly, right now. I feel like you shouldn't try to change the person you're with. If you fell in love with them for the way they are, you should accept them for the way they are. And if a woman or man is expressing their emotions to you, you should fulfill them by listening actively and by not dismissing their feelings because you're going to hurt them and in the long run hurt yourself because less sex, more fighting, correct? And that's what no man wants or woman. If all men learn from emotional attunement, they would ultimately get what they want from their relationships. Less fighting, more sex. That's that's true, right, Teddy? Or am I wrong? Call Prozac. Oh, hell no. <laughs> we just lost... <laughs> Every subscriber out there, Teddy. What? Come on, man. <laughs> Th- this is the shit I gotta deal with. <laughs> this is the shit I gotta deal with. <laughs> I, mean, I think guys are probably listening to this, you know, like they probably lost interest and they probably just turned it off. And they're like, okay, I'm done with it. My wife will probably listen to it and come back to it later and fill me in. Lord have mercy. But reality of it is, honestly, I mean, you already know that, you know, like I'm not one of those guys that sit there and watch sports all day long, all the time or anything like that. But guys do different things to basically relieve their stress or their mental status by doing a bunch of things that probably women wouldn't agree with. And then it's not them ignoring or anything. It's just them de-stressing from the week, the day, whatever the case is, like like a lot of you women do as well. You have your own forms of it, whether it's a glass of wine, a hot tub bath, um, you know, whatever it is, going shopping, something that you shopping. do to de-stress. Mm-hmm. De-stressing for me is 
honestly going in our pod lab, watching my favorite shows, and uh, probably a glass of wine or hell, a glass of whiskey, depending on how the days went. (laughs) Depending on how the days went. Our office is my safe zone. It is my place to de-stress. I love it. We're all over the place with our pictures and poster cardboard cutouts. I love it. So I love sitting there and it's where I just, that's where I de-stress and the kids know not to bother me when I'm in my pod lab. Um, By the way, speaking of pod lab, our pod lab, aka office, is being, I guess, kind of reconstructed, you can say. We're getting a lot of renovations done to it at the moment. Uh, More acoustics, more sound and audio quality, better setup for equipment. So we are not podcasting in our pod lab today. If audio sounds a little off, we do apologize. It probably will sound a little echoey because like I said, we're not in our pod lab with our equipment and with all the sound barriers that we have set up there. But uh, everything's getting fixed and hopefully by next episode, everything will be done. Renovations will be done. We'll be able to move back in our pod lab with our sounding audio and it will sound amazing because that's what we want for you guys yep exactly so if all men learn from emotional attunement the world would be a better place (laughs) emotional attunement i know it sounds like it's a lot of work it's a complicated idea but it boils down to relatively simple concept seeing understanding and accepting your partner's feelings Think back to a time where an argument or something really small turned into a big fight between you and your partner. You both argue until you forget how the fight started in the first place. God, I can't count how many times that's happened to us, Teddy. How many times have you had an argument and we start laughing because we don't know what the hell we argued about how we got there? I remember. (laughs) It's messed up. I remember. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, sometimes it is fun to have that argument because of the makeup. You know, making up is always how we make up, at least. <laughs> I don't mind. But um, I think I think we can do better as a as a couple. I think we are working on a, the same whole, correct? Yeah, for sure. So what's a possible solution to this scenario, right? When you're fighting and then you forget what you're fighting about. Basically becoming more emotionally attuned to your partner. That's. That's the the outcome. That's what you want. That should be your end goal. With practice and the right mindset, you can increase your emotional intimate in relationships and create more positive habits with your partner. Positivity is the key. Positive habits are the key. Working on your relationship is the key, Teddy. Hence the word work. Yes, a relationship and marriage is work. It it's, is. It's like having four jobs in one. I'm going to kick your butt after this podcast. I can't believe you said that. The marriage is having four jobs in one. You got to think about it. I mean, it's not nothing negative or bad, but you have different roles in your marriage. I want to I want to say something that happened many years ago, and I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was with, we seen a movie. It was a religious movie with Kirk Cameron. Do Fireproof. You know, Fireproof. It was a yeah. wonderful movie. Do you remember we had so many friends and family members that said they could relate to that movie, right? They were like, oh my God, that's our marriage. And we looked at each other so confused because we couldn't relate to it. We couldn't relate to that movie at all. That says volumes about our marriage. 
even though we have little disputes and little disagreements, the fact being that almost everyone we knew was like, oh my God, that's me and my husband, or that's my husband and wife. You know, everyone could relate, but we couldn't. To me, that means that we obviously do have a really healthy marriage. We can joke all we want. I think that's what makes our marriage work is that we do joke a lot. But at the end of the day, like, we work. Even though things aren't perfect, we're working on the same goal. And to me, that's not like four jobs. Even if it was, it's worth it. I want to be with you until I'm no longer on this earth. When I said my vows to you, I met every word. It's been 26 years. I'm not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere. So this is a job worth fighting for. This is a job worth keeping. I'm worth keeping, Teddy. <laughs> and I know damn well you're worth keeping. So. Well, I mean, when I say having four jobs is you're a lot of things in, in your relationship, depending on whether you're skilled at it or not. So, for example, and and guys know this more so than anything, same with women as well. You wear, you do different things in your relationship to keep it going. So, for example, for majority of men, you are the laborer, you are the most of the time, majority of the time, you are the financial holder, as well as women are, are as well. And let's not take that away from them, um, your, your spouses. But you're also, if you have kids, you're a father, you are definitely a husband. But you're also, I mean, you're the plumber, <laughs> you're the carpenter, you're the roofer. Oh, you're giving yourself too much credit. <laughs> Oh, hell no. You're, you're, you're the project <laughs> manager. Woo. I mean, whether you know it or not, you're going to figure out that you are those things. Can you try to screw on that light bulb over there? Nope. <laughs> but guess what? I'm going to have to do it. Woo. I mean, there's, there's no Six options. years later, still waiting on projects. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about Dear it. Dear God. It took me like two months to remodel our daughter's room. And that's between working and doing that. Oh, you know, you just a damn lie. That was not no two yeah, fucking months. I think, yeah, two Try months. years. That's after after we had to fire the guy that originally was doing it. Unfortunately, he did it. Uh, Took your money and ran. I remember. That, jerk. Yeah, that he was job. a jerk. Yeah, but what about the closet? What about the closet in our son's room? It's been like, what, five, six years? <laughs> Still broken. <laughs> yep. I'm gone. You all, I'm so sorry. I can't help it. That Either was funny. we fix the closet or we podcast. So which one do we want to do? Okay, Teddy, I love you. Teddy, I know you sacrificed a lot to make the equipment that we're getting put in and stuff. I, I understand. I completely understand and I appreciate it very much. And I know all our all our listeners appreciate you, appreciate us doing this. I mean, this is good for us, for everyone, you know. So all the wives out there, go Amazon. Or go to Walmart or something, or go to Target, or go to wherever you shop at Kohl's, or if you got local stores around your area, and go find your husband a Superman shirt, like you have one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a Superman shirt. And yeah, you can't put him in Batman because he may not be as rich as Batman. Yeah, I know you don't have a Batman shirt for that reason. <laughs> no I, Batman, just Superman. God knows we're not all as intelligent as he is either. I mean, if I had to pick between Batman or Superman, I'm going for Batman. I just want you to know. <laughs> no, but I'm sure they enjoy Lewis Lane. 
Lois Lane, not Lewis Lane. Well, depending on on what Lewis, team you're exactly. working for. That's, a, that's exactly why I said it. <laughs> depending on what team you're rooting for, it could be Lewis. You know, I mean, who knows? I don't judge. All right. So, as we mentioned earlier, the short and easy version of emotional entombment is the ability to see, understand, and accept another person's feelings. If we wanted <laughs> to take one, take it up one step further. Emotional attunement also involves the ability to validate another person's feelings and accept their feelings are separate from your own. You can take in someone's emotions without reacting to them in a defensive manner. I hear you, Teddy. I hear you. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) That is absolutely key. All right. Well, I'm going to try to definitely, I'm going to, I'm going to fulfill you in that sense of when you talk to me and when you start opening up, especially when it comes to your work and stuff, I will not be defensive. I will let my guard down and be more in tune with you in that sense, because I want you to be happy with me. You make me happy for the most. (laughs) No, seriously, you do. And I'm going to try harder. So why is emotional attunement so important in a relationship? Being emotionally attuned with your partner allows you to be more vulnerable in your relationship and communicate better. The key to a successful relationship is, Teddy, say it with me, communication. I can't hear you. (laughs) Literally. Exactly, because you're communicating, I'm listening. Oh, great. You cannot communicate without understanding. You cannot be understanding without empathy. You cannot have empathy unless you're emotionally attuned with your partner. So when a woman says, you're never there for me, don't dismiss the complaint. Listen, talk about it without being defensive and understand. If two people can communicate better with what they're thinking and what they're feeling, that will lead to better intimacy in the bedroom. You cannot be physically connected and 100% satisfied unless you are emotionally connected. Who the hell comes up with this shit? Uh, doctors, psychiatrists, they obviously women. don't do nothing. Oh, come on. They don't, like, seriously, like, yeah, there's a, there's a, a certain aspect of things, and you have to have conversation, but it gets too far into some of these things where you're overthinking, overthinking can Women kill, overthink, no. Okay, not all women, but I'm going to say this. I overthink. I don't know we talk about what I overthink about, but I do overthink. I I want you to be more vulnerable. I want you to be more emotionally attuned to like what I'm feeling and, and talk about what you're feeling because a lot of times you don't talk. And I think it's the not knowing with me is kind of where I think that I'm not being heard or validated because you're not telling me how you feel. You don't tell me how you feel until we come on this podcast. So as everybody that's listening to us talk, this is not rehearsed. We are literally talking about our feelings for the first time. And there's so much. I've been married to you for 26 years. I have learned more about you on this podcast that we've done for the last year that I've ever known about you in our whole entire lives. That to me is crazy. (laughs) I guess we're stopping podcasts now. Oh, God. So... In short, that would limit fighting and in return, generate more sex. So those men that prefer more sex, here's the other thing to that. It's not just more sex. Women, you have to make sure that you're in tune with your your husbands 
or your significant other because it goes a long, long way. If the emotions aren't there when you're being intimate with your significant other, that's just a booty call at that point. And I hate to say it like that, but if you've been with somebody and that's whether it's your partner, your husband, your wife, or just a girlfriend or boyfriend that you're dating, you have to be able to be emotionally there because if you're not, it's just a booty call. It's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sex is wonderful, but it's even better when your heart is in it. And if you're emotionally connected, I mean, how beautiful is that? Thank you guys for listening to our banter, our emotions, and listening to the two complaints that uh, women and men really complain about. And thank you for all of those who wrote in. We received, God, hundreds and hundreds of emails regarding this episode. And basically, we took all the complaints and saw which ones were the most. And that's why we came up with this idea. I've learned from this, Teddy. What about you? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's not anything that I probably don't already know, but... I don't think we've ever heard of emotional attunement. I've never... Not that particular terminology or that verbiage, no. But, I mean, we probably do it on an everyday basis in a different form, but not specifically specifying down to that, that particular word. So, as you guys know, or most of you know, we now have a Patreon page. We are motivated and empowered by all of you wonderful people out there, our listeners. Without you, none of what we do would be possible. So, Patreon is great if you would like to help us, and please, we need the help. (laughs) We need the help because there's so many cities that we would like to go and tour. And yes, we are actually talking about doing tours within a year to two years. We also want to do merchandise, free merch for our VIP Patreon donors. Donations are only $2. You can do a one-time donation, or you can do, you know, a couple of months, or you can donate more, whatever you feel in your heart. It is very easy to donate on the Patreon page, which I will link in the show notes. I would like to give a shout out to our Patreon donors that we have. Our VIP Patreon donor, Missy, aka Mom, my mom. (laughs) Hi, Mom. Thank you so much for donating. She is a lifetime donor, and we love you and appreciate you. Danny, one of our... God, ride or die listeners. Danny has been there. He was actually in one of our episodes. He has been there since we started, even way before podcasts when we were just TikToking. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he is our, our true best friend on uh, social media. We adore him. We also have Tasha, Janelle, uh, Hayden. We have John and Zach. Thank you all so much for your donations. We appreciate and we love you. As you guys know, CIMC, Cream in My Coffee, Patreon donors, members receive the following benefits. 20% off of merch when it comes out. We're trying to get a certain amount of donors so we can open that store on Patreon page. You guys get exclusive video content and bonus mini episodes, which as you guys know, the ones that have donated already, we give behind the scenes footage of us Teddy and I, when we're going out on dates, when we're going, you know, out to eat, even bloopers, or when we're just being stupid and crazy, (laughs) you will see behind the footage. We've got so much more content coming out. 
Uh, we will continue to record and post, and only the donors can actually see that footage because it's locked unless you donate the $2, and then you can see how how we really are. Like, we definitely don't hold back on those videos. It's just us. Yeah, <laughs> There's exactly. nothing professional, nothing, you know, you got to do like a skit, like if it's TikTok, it's just us behind the scenes. You also get a shout out on Cream of My Coffee podcast like we just did. You get an opportunity to be featured on the Patreon as Patreon of the Month on our homepage and on our podcast. You get access to group chats on the Patreon page with us and other Patreons. And you get to choose the topic of the next episode, which most of you have reached out, the donors, and have suggested this episode that we did. You get sneak peek Saturdays with hints at topics covered in the upcoming episode. And there will also be more merch and tour-related rewards to come. Please visit patreon.com slash coffee. We appreciate all the love, all the donations. We need all the help we can get. We are still newbies to podcasting. It's been a year, but we want to really make this uh, a lifetime commitment for all of you. I know how grateful we are that we have so many new friendships out there and we love you guys and could not do this without you. So Cream of My Coffee podcast, as most of you know, is not your typical marriage podcast. We keep the coffee hot and definitely the conversation even hotter. As most of you know, we're not just podcasters. We also do silly videos. If you want to see more of our funny skits, hit us up on TikTok. Our TikTok handle is at CreamInMyCoffee97. Our Instagram and Twitter handle is at Teddy underscore N underscore Jenny. Or our YouTube, which we are trying to grow, please subscribe to it. And that's at Teddy and Jenny 1954. We also have a Facebook page. Just type in Cream in My Coffee or our main account, which is Teddy and Jenny. Thank you so much for everything, all of you. We love you guys. And Teddy Bear, I love you like I love my coffee. Hot, hot, hot. hot. Muy caliente, papi. Later, bitches. I'm kick your butt you say that one more time. (laughs) Later, bitches. No!